Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Darkness Loves Us, an all-things horror podcast. I'm Sarah Lopez. And I'm Tennille Bradshaw. And we're excited to get together with you tonight to give you our book report on The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendricks. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this book. Yeah. We have a lot of uh, nitty-gritty to discuss. And we do. just want to get our listeners know, hey, spoilers, man. Re- stop and read your book. That's right. Read your book. Yeah. We will keep it spoiler light. Yes. But we are, we have thoughts. We have feelings. We have things we need to be, that Desires, need to be said. wanting. That's right. I will say, just to re, you know, re-remind you guys, I know you know, um, our hardcore listeners know, but Dearly Departed Lovers, um, current books that are out is spoiler light. Oldies, vintage books, spoiler all the way. So this is a spoiler light, as you as you might remember. So as Tanil was saying, there's going to be some spoilers, but it's not like we're going to tell you the very end of the book. We won't. We won't. We won't ruin the ending. But you know what? You are the boss of you. That's right. So if you feel like you need to turn off right now and go read your book, then maybe you should. Maybe you should. So I have a happy haunting to invoke tonight. Tenille. Yes, I'm ready. You know, we, we have to decide if we have a grievance or a happy haunt. But sometimes we, we have both. Sometimes we do. Isn't that how life is? Mm. But tonight we have only a happy haunt here. We would like to invoke her. So we have a special guest tonight, and it is Elise Stein. Hi, Elise. Hi, Elise. Hi, guys. You guys are so sweet. I'm excited to tell you guys a little bit about Elise. She is a registered nurse, a horror lover, a mother of Chihuahua and Dragon, a plant enthusiast, a chainmail artist, a small business owner of Hydra Hammer Armory, and overall, beautiful human, incredible friend, and we are so happy to have her join us on the podcast today. Yay. Thank you guys for having me. I am honored. I was honored to be asked. Oh, I'm so excited. So Elise chose our book today, um, The Final Girl Support Group, based on me pushing Grady Hendrix on her, I think. I was like... You've got to read this author. Yeah, and then I read um, that other, the one that looks like Ikea. What the, the Horror heck? Store. Horror Store. Which I'm, I'm reading yeah, right now. Yes, I want to yes. read that one, too. Yes. 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 I had, I bought so her a copy for her birthday. Yes. Like that. Yeah. And then yeah. when I, you told me that it was like, oh, yeah, it's the same author. Like, Had to give it a read. And, yeah, of course, absolutely. we did um, My Best Friend's Exorcist on this podcast. We discussed that one. Right. Which, you, as you remember, that was my book of the summer, and that was what, like, sparked my getting back to love reading again. I got to yes. read that one. I just mm-hmm. really enjoyed that mm-hmm. book. I could, I was like, I think I fell in love with Grady Hendrix during that book. I, I think you like, did a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, Grady, I can't get enough of you. Um, so, Elise, tell us uh, a little bit, like, how you got started into liking horror. Um, start with that. Okay, let's see. So, honestly, it's, you know, if I, like, literally go back to as far back as I can remember, like, 
Elise and spooky stuff, Mm -hmm. it actually was probably a nightmare before Christmas. That, like, when I really stop Mm -hmm. and think about it, like, I know, I feel like people love or hate that at at our age, but um, when I was, like, little, little, I would just, I mean, I wore out the VHS tape, and then, like, I'm carrying around little skeleton toys all year round. Mm -hmm. Like, it was pretty much that started my love for all things, like, Really, Spooky. yeah, yeah, and you can knock that if you want, but it's never, the truth. never would yeah. not, yeah. never, but that. also does identify a spooky kid. It I does. have a kid Dude, that yeah. was like Lily, she was the same way, she got very tiny, tiny kid got uh-huh. very hooked on it, mm-hmm. and my then like, oh, too, she's Ronan. still spooky, yeah. yeah. My, my son, parents, Ronan like, he, he was, we watched that movie every single day, yeah, yeah. We, we loved it. Like, yeah. I think my brothers and sisters weren't into it as much as I was, mm-hmm. but I was just constantly watching yeah. that video. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't, I was gonna say, I can't believe, like, my parents are so much different than me. They, they, my parents are not horror watchers. Oh, no, mine at are all. not either. My dad will read Stephen King, same, yeah, right? He, right. Is, yeah. That, yeah. is that a thing? Like, they don't like spooky, but we will read Stephen King, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much, my, I mean, my mom does not watch, like, horror movies at oh, all. Oh, no, so my parents it's, either. It's so funny to me that they're like, how did you turn out the way you did? And I'm like, <laughs> how did you, you, you saw me watching that right? just nonstop. Right. Like, how can you ask that? <laughs> right. But, yeah, I guess that's pretty much where it started. That's the root. I'm going to go the ahead root and of say it. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. And now, are you a big reader? And if so, what kind of books do you gravitate towards? So, I love reading. I in the last year, I've been really trying to find a good balance with reading more because I'm doing chain mail more mm-hmm. often, and that takes a lot of my free time. But um, I love reading. I usually have like three books going at once. I usually Ooh, you're that kind of reader. yes, I'm that kind of reader too. Let's say Tanila's too. It yeah. used to not be a problem though, but like I said, lately I haven't had as much time to read, so it's like it's hard trying to get through three books mm-hmm. at the same time. But it just happens. I can't stop it. I'll like have to pick up something different but I, I I usually have like I usually do have a horror thing going on mm-hmm. and then um I like to have a non-fiction which is usually either something pertaining to like a historical period I mm-hmm. like like I love ancient history mm-hmm. um or something revolving around like spiritualism mysticism mm-hmm. stuff I, I love reading about like all kinds of esoteric stuff so yeah. I usually have like a non-fiction like that going and a horror and then kind of like anything mm-hmm. like like whatever catches my which lately has been graphic novels oh, i've got oh, i'm like yeah. hopping back into graphic novels graphic novels that's exactly. just had a graphic novel mm-hmm. journey yes i'm on a couple of right now but that's how i do it too that's how i read more than one thing if i were to yeah. read more than one thing in the same genre that would not work for me but it really is like that i have the same thing going on I have but too many interests yes i do too so i uh read through uh, volume one of the sandman overture and mm. now i'm starting on um hellblazer john constantine oh volume i have one. those and haven't finished them yet you have yes. to let me know yes okay. so good so um so i have that going on and then um just finished that the final girl support group and then the other book i have going on right now is usually it's something like that spiritualism that sort of thing but right now it is um, a, it's the guy who wrote, um, Becoming Supernatural. Doc, it's like Dr. Joseph Esperanza or something. But anyway, mm. it's like basically about med- meditation. Oh, um, hell yeah. And how to like, you know, change neuro pathways in your brain. Oh, I like that. I'm not trying to interrupt or anything, but when you finish Hellblazer, like, 
you can borrow all my swamp things but i feel like Ooh, you, yeah i need you that. would love it mm-hmm. they actually like alan moore ties so much spiritualism and Ooh, yeah. like esoteric knowledge into his stuff and both of you honestly would love that hmm, series and nice. i have all of them i will let you borrow it but yes, when you finish Hell, hellblazer you gotta absolutely dig awesome. in well Elise, I was going to ask you too, like how you like to read. Are you oh. a, are you a like describe your your book situation? Are you a hardback book reader? Are you a softback book reader? Ooh, I like. Do you this. like a um, Kindle? Do you like to listen? What's your what's your vibe? Okay, so I am like definitely like a physical media person. I know you and I have talked about this. Where like I mm-hmm. I really wish I could get more into audiobooks, but I like touch the book it's almost obnoxious like I can hear myself like mm-hmm. flipping pages and like I'll almost distract myself with the sounds I'm making while I'm reading mm-hmm. so I need to like hold a book mm-hmm. and mm, hardcover versus softcover I probably would pick hardcover co- over mostly everything mm-hmm. but I I don't always spring for the hardcover, yeah, I guess. Yeah. If it's, like, something really Hardcover special. Hardcover is great if you can get it at a thrift store. Yeah, but like, or, or on thrift if books. If it's already, like, the spine's already cracked. It's a little cracked. worn. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. That's what mine is for today. I got it off thrift books, and it's it was from a library, so it had been read a lot before it got to me. Yes. And bonus for the um, crispy Mylar cover. Oh, I love a crispy me library too. Mylar yeah, I cover. A, I need yeah, to yeah, check yeah. yours out. I need, yeah. a, I need to finger yeah. that book a little bit. I've already done this one. I was going to say, I know it's hard to get into listening to one but dude with as much chain mail as you do you need to be listening up to a book while you're doing that it's just very hard to find a narrator that syncs with what with your vibe yeah because i could have a narrator i love and Tanil could be like i could not do this person mm. or vice versa there's some that she likes that i was like this guy was too this for me or this one right. was too that for me yeah, or that's whatever like a whole other factor yeah oh it's huge so sarah is uh, a pioneer in the audible book listening as far as all the people I know are concerned. I dream of actually being an audible book narrator. Well, oh, that's my, my little God, dirty secret. I'm here to do you that. You could. It's easy peasy. I have apps that I can direct you to. Yeah, I, never I, I should that. start doing it because I really feel that I would be good at it. You would be good at it. But I can't do any voices, like uh, like accents. No, you don't need Listen, to. You I don't, don't like to. that. I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> it's tacky. But what it, I, I'll have to just find books that are only set in the Midwest. That I can do. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do accents. Right. Right. I'm, just a, I'm just a normal Midwest talker, <laughs> a little fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's partly what took me a little while to transition into listening to audiobooks because I can get taken out of the story. If the narrator messes me up, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can't because I just oh, really yeah. get taken out. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I read books, it's like, looking at pictures for me it's like a flow of story mm-hmm. when I'm reading yeah and so I've it, you're right so it depends on the narrator it has definitely to be a good does one. it has well, to be a good one speaking of that in in beginning uh, our talk about our book tonight mm-hmm. how do we consume this book I'll tell you Ooh. everybody knows I consume mine by a hardback book I bought it from thrift books it came from hold hold the th- this thought for a second where is it? Library of Origin. It came from the NCW Library. North Carolina mm. Western, I think. Oh, okay. I looked it up before. I'm pretty sure that's oh, man, what it the was. the sound that those covers yes. make, too. Y'all Perfect. hear that? Mm. <laughs> Perfect. It had been read a lot. I just love it. It's so crispy and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm getting jealous and then over I, here. There's even a stamp in front that says officially withdrawn from NCW libraries. Mm, so I think it's, it's North official. Carolina Western is what I re- remember it being when I looked it up. So nice. if it's not, it'll we're gonna say it should. We been. believe it is. Do if it's not, we still believe. Stamp there, like as if someone would find it and be like, "I gotta get this back to this library." I think Maybe. they put it that way because like, you can't. This was stolen. You can't resell it. Oh, okay. And so because oh, I bought this duh. off thrift books, gotcha. I think. Probably libraries sell to we thrift officially books. Probably yes, it. yes. After they, you know, when this book was new and it came out, they probably got twelve copies, and they probably got mm. rid of ten of them. Right. So, so it was one, officially you know, released into the wild. Released into the wild makes sense. Makes All right, sense. Uh, uh, Tanil, how did you how did you read it? So I read the paperback. I had a leftover Barnes and Noble gift card uh, for oh, that's my a birthday. Treasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for my birthday, so I went in there. It was last Friday. It was. Me on my own, nowhere to be. God, I love that. I love that. That's so a much. sexy day. Did it you was. stop at the Starbucks first? Yes, I did. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Starbucks, and before that was a Dollar Tree trip where I oh, bought girl. candles and I know, right? It was God. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I maximized that time alone, <laughs> and then I went and Are got. You a, were you a maximista? I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Uh, <laughs> So then I, I'm like, this, this is perfect because I need to read this. Mm-hmm. And I got it from Barnes and Nobles. And, oh, yeah. that And then inside it, I have my um, Edgar Allan Poe bookmark. That's a very nice bookmark. I, I like the colors. I like the red and this black. This is something I'm learning about you right now, that you use bookmarks. I do. I, I, I have quite a few of them. Ah. So um, I, stocking stuffer, a lot of times for my husband. That's or, a good stocking stuffer. Yeah. It is. And then, or... If I go to the comic book store on the way out, there's always like the little free comics and the little free bookmarks. And so I, um, sorry if I hit my mic, um, I'll pick up a free one. Mm. So on my nightstand, I have like a, a lamp with um, a little compartments and place to charge your phone and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, there's a slot where I have all my bookmarks, so I always have something. Oh, nice. And even my mother-in-law got me, like, a little rubber one that's, like, a leaf oh, that you stick so into. Dude, I'm so bad about I don't use – I have bookmarks. My mom has bought them for me before. Like, mm-hmm. fancy ones. I have one in my purse that's a hot dog-shaped bookmark. Oh, what the hell? I love you got to show that off. I, I know. But I, I'm a dog ear. I dog ear in my <gasps> corners. You do not. I do. I am shocked at this. I know. I do. And I'm today gonna confess, I use – I do it in a pinch. I do I it in a pinch. I am shocked. Yeah. And I, my – my daughter would be so mad. She never would. She would never dog ear a page. She has all her In fact, stuff. I dog eared one of these pages because I was like, I cannot lose this quote because I need to bring it up. I, so also I, use a okay, yeah. I also use a sideways paper clip. Oh, that's oh, a, that's a smart, smart one. I like that. Yeah, but I'm a I will ear. draw. I will. Will you guys underline things in your books? Uh, depending on what the book is. Yes. Okay. Usually I have not before. Fiction. Usually if I'm um, reading some interesting something I want to remember, but not usually fiction. When I'm, you're reading the Bible. <laughs> you get your highlighters out. You have all your different colors. That's right. I have my little, that my little tab. That, with that always reminds me at church, like when I was a child, and you would see someone like highlighting during the sermon, but they would be highlight like for the end of it, that entire their entire page was highlighted. highlighted. And I'm like, what's the part you're you're not planning to That's remember? Right. Because you highlighted the entire page. I yeah. have caught myself doing that. Like funny enough, I uh-huh. will pull a book off the page. It's usually like one of the like spirituals mm-hmm. books, and. Mm-hmm. I will start leafing through it and being like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> like, there's like three sentences not high. I can't, right. this is not doing anything except giving me a headache. I've right. ruined this. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, I guess. So, to, um, Elise, tell us how you 
consumed. Okay, so, well, actually, you were there. Mm-hmm. You handed me this book, I did. Sarah. I did. We were in, were we in Gainesville? We were in Gainesville, and what's yes. the name of the store? Because I could not remember. Oh, what oh, yeah, dude. It's like 13th, oh, 5th and 3rd, 13th. What was it? it um, you can curse on this oh, show. We don't care. Okay, sorry. I, I'm try, I'm doing a really good job so far, unfortunately. Oh, no, we, we curse on here. We do. Okay. We, well, we, I'm just we enjoy it. We, we do enjoy it. Raunch it, it up. We, yes. do, we do like it. to raunch it up. God, what is it? 13th? Oh, it's like a chain, and I'll, we, yeah. I can't remember it now. 13th Street or something. And Charlie's or Charlie something. Charlie and 13th. Charlie 13th. I don't know. But it was. it's like a giant chain bookstore. There should be something called Charlie 13th. She's, I think she's on it. I'm going to look. She's going to find out. Okay. Tell us about, so you bought it there. Uh, we were walking around in there, and you literally pulled this out, and you put it in my hand, and you were like, this is the book like that I want to read next, and it's that same guy, and you would love him. Mm-hmm. And... Sarah, literally, we went home back to the the little spot, and I started reading it that night. Like, while we were still on, like, our little vacation, I started nice. reading it that night. Three days later, I had it almost complete. And then I did that classic thing where I started another book mm-hmm. and waited until I, you know, had, like, finished that last little bit after, like, a week. A week yeah. I don't know why I do that. Yeah. But it was, it was, dude, those first three days, like, I could not stop. Yeah. I read. I think I read it. It had been so long since I had done this, but I read it for an entire day. Like oh, he and I just laid I in bed. Yep, and I oh, I man, read all best. day mm-hmm. that book mm-hmm. and turned my phone off. I turned oh, my phone off that day. I love a phone off. It was crazy. Um, it's second and Charles. So oh, I ever 13th. thought it was fifth and thirteenth. I don't know. <laughs> Charlie thirteen. That's a place that we were like. Some of the books are so cheap, and some of them are so. They were expensive. like regular. They were. We only could find like sales yeah. in the back and like mm. right outside. It was, yeah. And it was so hot outside. It, we and it was not. hot inside. Yeah, it was gross. It was and the great. bathroom was tragic. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it was its own horror. Yes, that was the book that ha- that was the place that I wanted to buy for two copies of that. Um, Black and teeth. Oh, um, nothing but black nothing and teeth. Black, black and teeth, and they were forty dollars a piece oh for a God. novella. Oh wow! And I was like, why is this a priced above the price printed on the book? Yes, very that bizarre. Is, um, yeah, very sketchy. So, um, Tanil is going to tell us about the author of this book and also about the narrator. Now, we usually wouldn't include the narrator when we didn't read the book, but I, she's going to tell us why we're going to include it this time. That's right. So, first, I'll start with um, Grady Hendrix because we've talked about him before. So, just something brief. Um, So he was born in South Carolina. His parents divorced when he was 13, and he spent much of his time in public libraries. I can relate. Mm -hmm. That's very familiar to me, too. Um, As an adult, Hendricks worked in the library of, this makes me so jealous, Uh, he he worked in the library of the American Society for Psychical Research before turning to professional writing. Uh, alongside his novels, he has written for numerous media outlets, including Playboy Magazine, The New York Post, and prior to its closure in 2008, he was a film critic for The New York Sun. So um, he contributed to a young adult series called The Magnolia League, who um, was written by Katie Crouch, and his fiction has appeared in Strange Horizons and Pseudopod. Um, so he wrote... Dirt Candy, a cookbook, which is a graphic novel and cookbook memoir with his wife, uh, Amanda Cohen, and then with also Ryan Dunlavey. I say these names. I don't know them. I'm sure they're lovely We know about Amanda Cohen because she started the first fancy vegan restaurant in New York. That's right. Um, That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, So he first 
2014, uh, published his novel Horror Store by um, through Quirk Books. And then he uh, optioned that for a TV series by Fox, which mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Wait, what? Yeah. So Horror Store oh is going to be a TV series. And then he wrote My Best Friend's Exorcism in 2016. And he also wrote a book that Sarah has, and it's um, the nonfiction study of paperbacks. It's called Paperbacks from Hell, the Twisted History of the 70s, 80s Horror Fiction, which to me is the golden years of horror fiction. It is, and it that book is seriously so good. The covers are amazing. That's like my favorite horror books are those really juicy 70s, 80s mm-hmm. with like uh, just – you know, like the monster with the dripping fangs or just something horrible yes, in the cover. I, all those cover artists, and they were all the same artists. It was like five artists cranking out all those covers. Yeah, with like like the little demon mm-hmm. coming out of the jack-in-the-box. Jack, yeah, jack in the box all or, of those. Like all and that kind of crazy That stuff. book is really, really good to also help you pick books. And it also tells you the most outlandish books that you never knew were existed. Like he spends a whole books. time talking about these um, Nazi gnome books. That were are insane. Multiple mm-hmm. yeah. Nazi gnome books. They're right. insane. And they're like, obviously, the bad guys are the Nazis who are also gnomes. Okay. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. So um, he also wrote a uh, – he co-wrote a picture, uh, motion picture. That's such a strange thing to say, motion picture. Anyway. Motion picture. So um, in 2017, the movie Mohawk, um, and a, he wrote a spec script for a horror comedy called uh, Satanic Panic. And that was what? acquired and produced by Fangoria. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he also has had My Best Friend's Exorcism and Horror Store. Both have been optioned for film adaptations as well. So And so has now um, Southern Vampire, Vampire Club. Club. Southern Book Club. Southern Vampire Southern Book Club. Southern yeah. Southern Vampire Slayers Club or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, and then, I'm probably about to say it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's a mishmash of all those things. It's called the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. You guys were so close. We were. We together, were so close. we were almost Together. Right. <laughs> together, you were close. Synergy. Yes. So, let's see what else he's done. Tra-la-la. So, um... That the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires and the Final Girl Support Group are both slated for television release as well. And he did a one-man show for the Final Girl Support Group because he thought that author events are boring, so he wanted to perform at his book signing. So he just See, did I a one-man show. No matter he's what, I love soul. him. Yes. I love him. Yeah, there's just something he's just about him. So, he's like and a then, renaissance man. Yeah. yeah. The books are good. The books have been <laughs> real me. good. Yeah. So if you, um, Darkness Lovers, if you have chosen to consume this book by listening to it, um, the narrator of this book is Adrian King. So the reason why that's really cool is because Adrian King has been in some movies. She was in Saturday Night Fever, which is kind of awesome. And I kind of remember her in that. Like, she has a familiar face, and she's like this little red bob. But anyway, she was also in Friday the 13th. Um, and also Friday the 13th Part 2. She herself is a A final final girl. girl. Yeah. So um, she was born in 1960. She's an um, American film, stage, and voice actress and a visual artist. Um, She started out as a child actor, and she was... um, Also in 2021, reprised a role in... 
uh, a fan film called Jason Rising, mm-hmm. which I never I never heard of that. I didn't know the fan film was made like uh, like that. I think it's a isn't it kind of like a documentary kind of thing? I'm not sure if it is. I feel like the, I do. I, I have heard it about this. It doesn't specify. Yeah, I have heard about that. Jason Rising. That does sound familiar to me. So the, the bad news is on this is that um, after she was in Friday the 13th, uh, she was stalked yeah. aggressively. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, there in was a, a man. Crazy put, way. Yeah, I'm sure because. A final like, girl's worst nightmare. Yeah. Yes. And, you know. Kind of the theme of the book we read. Yes. Is that so, crazy? That yes. is crazy, it dude. Is. It Can is. Can you imagine? This was after, or this was so before this was, she recorded this? Yeah, so this was after, oh. in 1980, this was after she was in the Friday the 13th movie. And, Can you imagine um, reading those scenes? I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. And so um, it, it, it actually, this experience prompted her to go into seclusion. So she, like, hid for a while because it was just... Dude, she identifies with, like, five of these characters in this book. Absolutely. Um, She also worked as a stunt performer and an extra in Ghostbusters in 1984, which is, like, one of the best movies of all time ever. Definitely. And um, she started doing voice acting and dubbing in the early 90s. Um, She was – her voice has been in – The Night We Never Met from 1993, The Man Without a Face – which was that Mel Gibson movie, mm-hmm. um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which mm-hmm. is just a really good 90s movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. There's a lot of dirty stuff in that movie that I forgot, and then I rewatched it with the kids mm-hmm. recently, and there's like, a, there's like a BJ scene with Johnny Depp and some like lady he's bringing groceries to. That's right. Oh, he has oh like my himself. God. Yeah, he yeah. does. He has like the older woman cougar the, style. Yeah, that he's like basically delivering her groceries and delivering her the sex Some that she would sexy like. times. <laughs> Until Juliette Lewis comes to town. Yes, with that bucket hat. That's what really turned she him was, on. That's it. She was like manic p- pixie dream girl. She's the original, I that's think. Right. Or close she, to it. She, yeah, pretty Do much. a good bucket hat. Um, she was also had a voiceover in, or some voice work in The Good Son, which was when Macaulay Culkin was creepy. Yeah. Wolf, which one is one of the times. <laughs> yeah. There's phases of that. I mean, there's probably some recent times yeah. as well. Um, while you were sleeping, Jerry Maguire and Titanic. In 2009, she made her first on screen appearance in nearly 30 years in an f- independent movie called Psychic Experiment. And she also had some supporting parts in a movie called All American Bully and The Butterfly Room. Um, and so she finally, this is her last, um, not of all time, but just recent, her most recent work was narrating the Final Girl Support Group last year. So her website is really fun. If you go to her website, um, which is I think just her name.com, she is a painter mm-hmm. and she sells really cool paintings that are based on Camp Red Lake. Oh, that's Dude. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So it says her occupation is actress, winemaker, painter. And it's strung yeah. together as one word. Actress, winemaker, painter. Yes. All right. I love her. I'm yeah. so <laughs> That was like such her. a cool piece that yeah. I had no clue because I didn't, I didn't even read or I didn't listen to it that mm-hmm. way. So. so I'm going to tell us a little bit about the actual book itself and the TV show. When I say the book itself, I'm talking about um, like – when it was put out and all that. Okay. So The Final Girl Support Group is a horror novel, obviously, by Grady Hendrix. It was published July 13th, 2021 by Berkeley Books. And a television series adaptation has been announced. Um, Bloody Disgusting um, magazine voiced their interest in the novel prior to its release, naming it one of the 13 horror books we can't wait to read in 2021. Um, Obviously, it's horror. 
and the book right before it was the Southern um, Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Um, it was released in hardback and ebook formats on July, and then an audiobook narration, of course, by that actress, uh, Adrian King, um, through Random House, Penguin Random House Audio. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the show coming out before we get into, like, the characters and settings and all that. Yeah. So breaking news. Charlize Theron, Andy, and Barbara Muchetti mm. to develop the Final Girl Support Group series adaptation at HBO. Dude, okay. whoa. This so it's coming crazy. to HBO. I Good. have no clue. Good. So I will say, like, I always thought we were cool, but we're really cool because it seems like every book we pick, no, we find out there's we some do. kind we of do. adaptation. And, and, and this I'm happened in, like, like, the last six books. I Random am stoked shit. Right now. Like, yeah. we've, we've picked books and we're like, how, is, how, how did we know? Yeah, we how did we know? know? Like, a book from, like, 1981 and it's just getting ready to be made into a Netflix series. Like, yeah. this just I think you just us. randomly yeah, picked. we do. That's amazing. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying that we're influencers, but I'm not also saying that we're not. Oh, I am saying we are. Get on it, people. That's right. Know who to listen to. It's us. It's us. <laughs> so HBO Max is developing the Final Girl Support Group, a TV series based on New York Times bestselling author Grady Hendrix's horror novel of the same name. The project hails from Oscar winner Charlize Theron and her Denver and Delilah films. It, I mean the movie It, mm-hmm. capital I, mm-hmm. It duo Barbara and Andy Muschietti's Double Dream, as well as Aperture Entertainment. They're all working together on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Obviously, it refers to the support group in question. Andy Muschietti is set to direct the pilot. Theron, A.J. Dix, Beth Kono, and Andrew Haas will receive executive producer um, credits, along with Barbara and Andy Muschietti and Irene Young for Double Dream and Adam Goldworm for Aperture. And Hendrix is going to serve as the executive producer. Oh, that's good. Brady Hendrix will. Lovely. Um, So... I th- I'm excited because Andy Muschietti directed and Barbara Muschietti, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, it's M-U-S-C-H-I-E-T-T-I, Muschietti, produced the record-breaking box office hits It and It Chapter 2, the adaptation of the classic King Hawk horror novel, and Double Dream's production include The Flash and also... Um, mm, also includes Ezra Miller, which Ezra Miller is a controversial f- character right now. That was I was just seeing. Ezra Miller from <sighs> How to Be a Wallflower, he's done some weird shit. I'm guessing he's not going to be included in this because he's been some creeping on some young oh, girls I, lately. I need to, like, Google he who needs, that guy is. You do, because he, he started out promising as an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, his first thing I remember seeing him in was um, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And he was great. Mm-hmm. And he was really good, and he had potential. But I need, he needs some – listen, he needs meds. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going on with him. Anyway, this is exciting. There's a lot of exciting people tied to it. Anytime I hear it's got HBO money behind it, I'm like, all right, we will at least get one good season. And it's so exciting. Like, his books to me read so well as, like, you imagine, like, it's reading like a movie. So to actually see, I mean, God, I hope they don't screw it up. I know, right? But if he's involved in it, that's, like, so exciting. It's good. Yeah, that's good. So here's the basic synopsis for this book, okay? So just we know this is going to give us who the characters are there in it. So Lynette Tarkington is one of several women who make up the Final Girl Support Group, a group of women who survived horrific massacres. 
Adrian was a camp counselor who survived a killer who claimed that he was seeking revenge for a non-existent son. Marilyn was attacked by bloodthirsty cannibals. Danny's brother, Nick, escaped from a mental asylum and on Halloween slaughtered anyone who stood between him and his sister. Julia was left a final girl after her boyfriend and one of his friends decided to turn her into a final girl because it seemed cool. Um, and Heather had to face a dream killer. Lynette herself had to deal with a situation dubbed the Silent Night Slayings by the media. Their experience left a lasting impact on their lives and has endured into their adulthood. Lynette is barely hanging on as she spends her time outside of the group sequestered in her apartment. The others are seemingly not much better in their lives as the infamy and subsequent movie series about their experiences have made moving on difficult. The support group is one of the only thing in her lives that makes her able to leave the safety of her apartment. And when Adrian is found murdered in her home, Lynette is certain that someone is out to finish the work that their respective killers failed at to kill all the final girls once and for all. So obviously we can tell that these girls are loosely based on the Friday the 13th movies, right. the um, Freddy Krueger movies, yeah. um, the Halloween, uh, Halloween yeah. Scream. Mm -hmm. That's the one where the, yes. the teenagers mm -hmm. turn on the... They do a, yes. uh, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One right. Of, one of those. Girls. Oh, Texas well, Chainsaw Massacre. They, they actually yeah, the have cannibal. the yeah. names. Of, like, they made like all new names for those movies, the, yes, too. Yeah, that yeah, were yeah. Like, very easy to figure yeah. out what they're... That's what they were talking about. So basically, they're, they're together. They're getting together to talk about their problems with their therapist and they find out while they're meeting together that one of the women has been killed. And these women, they're not girls anymore. They're middle-aged women, mm -hmm. right? So this right. all happened to them when they were teenagers, you know? And none of them are in a great position, right? They're all kind of like on the struggle bus right. in their lives in, di yes. in very in different, different ways. ways. Yeah, in yes. different ways. So let's talk about what things do we like about the book? What what were we into? What characters did we connect with? What scary parts did we like? What did we like? Oh, boy. That's – okay, let's see. Well, I, my first thing is that I loved how it read. It was – dude, it started I, – I think that's one of the reasons it took me two days to read it is it started and just went. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there was no lull. It, I mean, within, what, page five, you're like, whoa, action, mm -hmm. boom. Yeah. And it reads just like a movie. I love that, too. I felt like I was watching a movie when I was, like, reading this mm -hmm, book. And mm -hmm. it was so exciting. Definitely. I agree with that. Grady Hendrix does not spend a lot of time – in the two books I've read, mm -hmm. he doesn't spend a lot of time trying to make sure you understand everything. He's like, let's get started. You'll, you'll catch figure up. it out. Yeah, catch up. You're going to catch up. If you don't catch up. on, you'll scroll back a few pages and figure it out back there. Yeah. You know, like, you have to – yeah. What did you really like about it, Snail? So I really liked – some of the visuals as far as the gore it had mm. it brought some good gore like, yes dude yeah. it really did especially with Lynette and her um murder that murder situation oh, she went through God, like the visual of that it yes was. it and, was hard to read yeah and I just um that I thought that was really cool and that's going to be cool um when the series comes out yes you can literally picture, picture it, it. Mm -hmm. I mean it for he sure. sets it up so good yes. sets it up so well and yeah. I did um I just, the characters really were, you could picture them mm -hmm. quite easily. Mm -hmm. You Descri knew what Character they descriptions like. yes. were excellent. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. per they all had personalities, total different walks of life, mm -hmm. and they were, like, fairly <clears throat> pretty believable, too, for mm -hmm. the most part, I would yeah. say. I liked um, the descriptions of, 
like you said, uh, just every scene you could. De- there was no hard time picturing any of these people, any of their settings, like all of it. But it wasn't like purple prose, right? It wasn't right. overly wordy so that you understood it. You just you could feel mm-hmm. it, you could understand it. And I did like um, the scenes that like really scared me, or that I felt like really tense or like anxious. I should say, like not necessarily scared, but anxious. I felt incredibly anxious and like upset in the scenes where um, Lynette is in the police station and they're like taunting yeah. her. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely a lot of, a lot of those scenes were like outside the believable. It's like that would probably not really happen in yeah. a police station. But picturing them, okay, like in the book they're happening, so we're going to just picture mm-hmm. it. Just like how all these slasher books, slasher movies that these are based on aren't really going to happen like mm-hmm. this. Um, but then it, when you read along, though, you find out there was a reason why that pol- some of that police yeah, action true, took place. True, true. Yeah, um, So, yes, I, I agree with that. But I could – but, we're, you know, at the time, in the moment when they're doing it, when they're putting, like, her letters on the wall and they're putting Christmas trees and they've got – someone is wearing a Santa Claus outfit yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, is yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what a bunch of assholes, I was like, one. oh, my God, this is horrifying. Like, I, it was, it was pretty, Yeah, it was, like, the cruelest of the cruel. I was I was really aggravated at And that. I also have, like, a really hard time in books where, like, like meanness – which I know it's mean for someone to stab somebody else, but that is not bothering me as much. It's just people being like mean. Just mean to be And I was mean. like, this poor girl has done, and like, what are you basing your, like, believing this like killer instead of and her? I do have to like agree with you. Like there was that, those, some of those scenes kind of reached outside the realm of believable. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. are some other scenes like that in this book, but yeah. I think because it reads so much like a movie and you know, you're like, the moment the book starts, you're like, I'm in a slasher movie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because it reads so much like a movie and it, the movie is very much a slasher flick and that's all we're talking about, I feel like that's how he's like kind of able to get away with some mm-hmm. silliness, some, a little bit so of too. goofiness. I think yeah. he gets a lot of um, grace with that because yes. a lot of it would have not yes. – if it was just and a regular thriller. so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was like a regular thriller, like a psychological thriller, which this kind oh, of is sure. in, in many ways um, – you couldn't get away he with gets it. to yeah. retain some campiness. It's yes. like it's that was the cool part about it. It, it was like very much, of I mean I couldn't read it if like Tony was out of town because it was so tense and yeah. like and, and and makes you feel tense like mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're watching around the corner. Right. But I don't know I because it was a slasher movie mm-hmm. I it was it was cool that he was able to get away with like some campy crap yes. that you're yeah. like oh I like it whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like how also me and Tanil realized when we were watching a lot of these movies that the um sexuality of young women and like the way that dudes are so gross features so heavily in them yeah like sleepaway camp like talking about Mm -hmm. so when that part features in when you learn that part about lynette and uh, like we said, this is spoiler light, but you're gonna get some spoilers. And it's hard not when you to. when you hear about what Lynette's story and you find out what person in her life was involved with like using her sexuality, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like this is, come on. But then I'm like thinking, well, that's how all these movies are. Yeah, they're just lecherous. Yeah. Like even the people that are supposed to save you are still lecherous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's how it was right and and that kind of I know we've talked about this before but one thing that I we like a lot about Grady um 
Hendrix, right? Grady Hendrix, yes. is that he writes so well, like, at, in the perspective of a woman it's so that it's weird. kind of crazy. Uh-huh. He, I, he sounds like, he it does. sounds like a female wrote this book. It definitely sounds like their dialogue does. I will say one criticism, and I'd like to, and I want to see what you think about this, Sunil. One criti- I did not feel that he was inside a woman's mind as much as he was in my best friend's exorcism. I think we got spoiled with my best friend's exorcism in that way because Ooh, he really, he book. really, if you if you feel that way about this, that one, you're just like, how does, how is he not, how, wow. does, he, like, how does he know? That's yeah. what I felt like. Wow. How does he know? How does he know? We, we felt like as young adolescent women, like how does he know that? Oh my God. Yeah. It's so good. He, I think you will love That's that That's lovely. One. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be my next on the list for uh-huh, him. For sure. So the setting of this book takes place, it starts in, of course, in these in this um, support group. Mm-hmm. And then it moves to like Lynette's apartment. You go to Marilyn's home. You go to the doctor, their therapist's home. But we're in Los Angeles. But we're in all, all around Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And then eventually we're going to end up, you're at Camp Red Lake, which is not Camp Red Lake. It's Camp... It's well. If it's gonna be like Jason, yeah, it's Crystal, Crystal Lake. Lake. Yeah. What, what? Oh yeah, yeah Crystal Lake. Right but they don't call it that. No, it's Red Lake. Red Lake in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Crystal Lake is for Jason, mm-hmm. but Red Lake in this. Um. So you're, you know, you're, you're kind of dipping your toe into so many like horror backdrops mm-hmm. from like Which suburbia to you know to the streets of Los Angeles. You know, in almost in a. Um, what is that movie that is um, where they put on the glasses and the x-ray glasses show them, like, all the bad stuff happening? They live. They live. You know, this, there's a whole, like, part where she's, like, navigating oh, the streets yeah, in L.A. Yeah. and kind of, mm-hmm. like, hiding people, hiding from people in kind of, like, a they live way. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Red Lake, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the next setting. So that was pretty cool. And I feel like this really I, – I had a hard time not – thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis the whole time. Oh, mm-hmm. she is Lynette because, in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah Because she is, like, the ultimate final girl anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's Just, still a final girl because yes. the last Halloween movie is going to come out, um, and that's uh, Halloween Ends. It's yeah. going to come okay, out. Okay, sure. And sure it I does. Know, right? Sure it does. All um, right, guys. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, look, I need some of that yogurt, so we're going to wrap this up, <laughs> right? Because, bless her, you know, she's been doing this a long time. Right. So, um, but, yeah, that's when I was picturing Lynette. I was picturing her. Me, too. I, every time Lynette came up, I was picturing Jamie Lee Curtis from the last Halloween movie. Absolutely, because yep. she kicked so much ass yes, in she that did. movie. Yes, she did. I thought that – What? I don't know how y'all – I know that we're not talking about that movie right now, but – No, go like, ahead. I thought that movie, well, actually, wasn't it called Halloween Kills? Yes. Because pretty much when I left, I was like, I didn't like the plot, and I thought it was, like, pretty trash plot, but the kills were really gross and, and like, good. Yes, and also I just loved the when you finally see Michael Myers unmasked. Oh, yeah. He I was like just, like, a – I just loved this element about it was that he he is a killing – evil shark like entity there's no death there he's he he maybe was at revenge at one time but he is like a machine killer that's it there's nothing Mm -hmm. else there and it was just really like that was kind of terrifying actually if you really think about it some an unstoppable evil killing force there's nothing more to it than it's just the true definition of like the the dark the other side of good is this yeah right it doesn't stop, it doesn't sleep, and it's always there. That's exactly. right. And that kind of set, that put me in a mood 
This book mm-hmm. definitely put me in a mood for that. Yeah. yeah. Now, tell me, what did you not like as well about this book? What were things that you felt were weaker? I have one specific thing in mind. I have and that one was very specific thing right now. All right, let's go around yeah, the Yeah, you go, go ahead, Tennille. So this kind of came at the beginning of the book, and I was just like, okay. So in the, t- in the same token of him writing women very well, there's some things that were like, a woman would never fucking say that. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that, the only line that I can't, and it's not that I don't think women can be crass or women can say whatever they want. I'm 100% mm-hmm. behind that. I find that like ladylike behavior is bullshit. So at any rate, this this line really bugged me. <laughs> and it's funny. It's oh, a I funny line. Wait. I can't even think about what it would be. <laughs> I can't wait. It just stuck in my head and, and it just irritated me very much. So he, um, so... Um, so it's, uh, Heather and it is Julia going back and forth and they're mm-hmm. arguing mm-hmm. at the group meeting and she says, Heather says, cause she's like the one who's in kind of like, she's kind of the addict character, but she's also into like spiritual stuff or whatever. So she says, I've handled crap you can't even dream about. I've dealt with some higher level astral bullshit. And this is the worst part. That would make you drop a log in your satin panties. No, I hate that. And I don't the, even remember it. The word pan. Drop a log in your satin <laughs> panties. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I did not remember that a line. Fucking the- dude. <laughs> only a dude. I will say, that. say, like, <laughs> only a dude. Her character, I, I think he, the way. Well, actually, no. Time out. Because this is literally like in some of the first few pages. So you you barely know her. After reading the book, I could see her character say that. But you're totally right. Mm-hmm. No one, a chick did not Look, think to say that. we would mind say, listen, you will shit your pants. Exactly. Yes. But we are not going to visually oh, say that. No. That is hideous But you know way. who's going to start? This girl right, yeah, right here. Now. I'm going to start saying, drop a log and all the time. Draw my satin panties. That's so good. That rolls off the tongue. I will have to say along. what I did not like, which is mine is more vague, but mm-hmm. um, in kind of it kind of piggybacks with that. Mm-hmm. The opening stuff that is occurring in the group, um, I think because it starts pedal to the metal right away. Yes. Yeah, it was a little confusing, and they're throwing yes. so many characters yes. at you mm-hmm. so fast, yes. mm-hmm. and the characters are just so nasty to each other. And of course, we don't know why yet that they're like that, you know. But I only wished for just a touch. More camaraderie, touch at, more camaraderie at the, than great. At the beginning. I, yes, yeah. I I wish for that too. Because they throughout the whole book, they they keep losing it. So it's like it would it would have felt a little more like oh man, this sucks if they had any to begin with. But they it. started yeah. just like, like hating each yeah, other out of the gate. Yeah. I think that was like one of the. I was reading some criticism about this book. You know, there's two camps. There's a, I love this book or I hated this book, mm-hmm. and the people that hate this book say. It is anti-women because the women have no character development. The women are a rich lady, an addict, a, you know, like a lesbian. that movie character. Right. A lesbian that only cares about her girlfriend. Like, she has no motivation of her own. Like, all of this stuff. I think that's a little bit too Uh, That's a little bit too. I I think he, he, like we were saying, it reads like a a horror movie. Mm -hmm. He's doing a nod to all these horror movies. If anything, that that would be a comment on all that genre of movies that mm. the like the women are all pigeonholed into roles. Yeah, right. cuz that's what he's highlighting in this entire book is the trope. So like Yes. um I think that they when you say oh they're the final girl, that's the trope and that's but they really aren't 
as characters that are developed as people, they're really kind of aren't though they're like yeah. an every lady kind of yeah. they're you know like I don't know I just I'm didn't every feel woman that and way she's all in me that's right <laughs> yes um I did want to piggybacking on what I was just saying I just want to put something a little bit in here about this that I kind of say for this part which is when he was writing this book and he was almost finished with it um well, during the whole time, he chose not to read any other books centered on Final Girls. He didn't read anything else or consume anything about Final Girls because he didn't want it to color what he was already writing. Of course, he'd already seen the movies and stuff in the past. Right. But, like, other Final Girls books, he didn't read any of is them. There and there's other, a lot. Are there really? Yes. Actually, after I did this, I did some research, and there is. Yeah, specifically sure. one. So as he didn't want to be influenced, he completed the first draft of the novel in 2014. Okay. But he was unable to sell the manuscript because Riley Sager had already announced that he was penning a novel called Final Girls. Okay. And they have a lot of similarities. They have a lot of differences, but they have a lot of... For it, one, did the other novel get made and yes, it's out there? Yes, and it's, and it's also pretty big. Pretty big book. Okay. Oh, um, okay. It is uh, not um, as many girls, and it has. it's a very different... Uh, there is some crossover stuff that's like similar, but it has a different storyline. Okay. Um, Hendricks stated that he was glad that the novel did not sell as he rewrote the second half of the novel. And I um, I was sticking the landing, but I was sticking the landing with a C minus, and it gave me a chance to make the, the ending better. Okay. Um, in an interview, he also stated that he wrote the Final Girl support group as a standalone novel, and there was will no, not be a sequel. It has no intention for a sequel. Which Good. you know how I'm I feel okay about that. that. I know you love it. I love you it. Love I a love standalone. a standalone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, like, going back to, like, the thing about um, – well, I, I don't even know I'm trying to go with this with the final girls, but one thing I really like that he did, or I'm, I'm sorry, piggybacking on like talking about how women are being pigeonholed mm-hmm. and stuff and maybe him making a comment on that. One thing I like love that he did in this book is kind of highlight that weird line that there is between like people having a natural healthy curiosity about serial killers Mm -hmm. and tragedies like this and people having a weird fucking glorification yes Yes. Yes. dude like we all here love true crime we do we all talk about it a lot we Mm -hmm. know lots of facts about serial killers Mm -hmm. right but there is this weird fucking line that you see when you meet a like serial killer fanatic They can go one of two ways for me, and I think it is so weird. Some of them have this, like, almost like they're talking about, like, a godly celebrity. And it's it's just... Like a fanboy fan. Yes. I'm never, ever going to wear a skirt with, like, real serial killers printed on it. Yeah, that person, like, has, has, like, ruined families. Yeah, I know. When we went to My Favorite Murder um, live, and there were girls there that had, like, shirts on them with, like, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I don't get that. Or, like, Ted Bundy dresses. I understand, like, 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 even, even having... Um, memorabilia because like that's a piece of history right. like I've, I that museum of death that was uh, I think they've since disbanded but they had all this stuff yeah. and that like to me is still interesting because it's like literally a piece of history but that like you're talking about like wearing shirts and like being like it I seems know. I'm sorry it seems like you're kind of stoked on them and there's like a difference to me between being like very interested and having the facts mm-hmm. and and like being interested from just natural curiosity because mm-hmm. humans find it fascinating yes. I, I don't think I'm not knocking that at all I myself am one of them but like there's just that weird line that there I think is. he he highlights so well because you think of all those weirdos. Like, I mean, I don't want to give too much yeah, away, yeah. But, but all those weirdos. Yes, yeah. and 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 
like he just highlights that right. and I'm yeah. so glad he did that because that needs like I think that's a thing that needs to be talked about it more, does like, especially in the height of popularity with like true a, crime yeah so yeah, like and I, I uh went to the crime museum in Gatlinburg Tennessee mm-hmm so I really wanted to go, even though I, I wondered what it was going to be like. So I, I did, I, I, it's kind of, for me at first, I'm like, does this straddle the line? But once I did go, yes, they had memorabilia. They had some things belonging to, they actually had a bunch of things of John Wayne Gacy's. Mm-hmm. They had, uh, they, but they also had things from John Dillinger and they had, mm-hmm. so they had, the way they had the crime museum set up was, yes, they had those things, but they also had a whole... Um, display on law enforcement mm-hmm. and forensic science and like so it really I was like okay this is yeah. what I can get into yeah because it's a fascination but but it's also like uh, more of a clinical kind of fascination where mm-hmm. how why do people what makes people do this and like uh, how close are any of us to having a psychotic break and Mm -hmm. doing shit like this you know yeah so there's a fascination with that but I cannot then there's um I saw this um I think it was like dark tourism Mm -hmm. that show I don't know if you ever watched the dark tourist yeah Mm -hmm. my boyfriend's watched that a bunch he he went to a like a crime type um museum I think it was in I don't know if it was Germany or it was another country like it was in Europe but uh, or I think it was England, England, because they interviewed the guy who that movie Bronson is based on, mm-hmm. who is played by Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't seen it, but I know what movie you're talking about. And he is like a crazy. Tom Brady? No. Oh, <laughs> the football um, player? No. <laughs> I was like, what? The Bucks about to start their season over uh, here in listen, Tampa. Listen, I've been getting real deep in the Tom Brady dirt lately. Listen, and he I haven't heard crazy. Oh, he all did, you know he didn't go to any of the like. preseason practices. Is he going through something? Him and Gazelle are. Oh. I, that, we I heard think that in she, the movie the other day. I think the she, news, sorry. That he, she's not very happy that he didn't retire. No, dude, that's what they're saying on the news. They're, they're, yeah. they're saying she's See? pissed. I yeah. think so. Look, if he can still play, you need to let him play. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, no, not Tom Brady, because I've become one of those aunts like or moms that mm-hmm. say the wrong name. You mean just like me, who I can never think of anyone's name? That's me. I cannot. Or I now have become that person that says the wrong name for things. So um, who? what's his name, the Brady guy? Um, oh my god, I'm like embarrassed. Brady. I, no, yeah, is it Brady? God, dude, he was Bane. Hardy. He, like, yeah, Shit, Tom, Hardy. Tom Hardy. For God's sake. Okay, so anyway, Tom Brady did not play Branson, <laughs> but Tom Hardy did. So anyway, on this dark tourist show, they go to he goes to this memorabilia place, and there's some stuff in there. You're like, oh, like it's rough. Like mm-hmm. he has some crazy uh, Nazi reenactment mm. kind of no, crap. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it gets real like and and the guy who hosts the show is so British and is like oh this is interesting kind of thing like he he has like a very um, distant approach to it where mm-hmm. instead of he doesn't ultimately like melt into rage like I probably would yeah um, but they get that guy that Branson guy on the phone and I guess he uh, contributed some of his murder memorabilia mm-hmm. or stuff that he did and for me that crossed lines I was not into that i don't want any glory for these people that's it yeah if yeah if it was someone else talking about his memorabilia but like him he, talking yeah, about he it sent his own he's like oh i don't behave that way anymore and like he he kind of just talked because they had him on the phone on this show and he's like yeah i don't do that kind of stuff anymore i'm not crazy like i was when i was young and so on and so forth and he spent time in prison and all this stuff 
But I'm just like, no. No, is, thank you. No, thank you. That's a little bit too uh, dark on the dark tourist uh, mm -hmm. spectrum for me. Yeah, I don't want any, like, glorification. Like, some people like to get, um, like, by the paintings, like the John Wayne Gacy paintings, which I hear, like, 99% of them aren't even his. And not only that, he, like, paid, he did. Up, he other, paid inmates, other inmates he did. to paint. Oh, the, the my God, that's yeah. great. So you could think you have a John Wayne Gacy and you don't. Jesus. I don't want that juju in my house. Hell no. Yeah. Even I, our friend that uh, I, I We know I, people that do. That do. It yeah. has a letter in her house, yeah. and I was like, and uh, yeah, actually, we we do have a friend, and see, that's like, where it scares me. It depends for me. Like that doesn't as much. Like personally, no, I don't personally want it. Right. But if someone had it, I like could understand like being like, this is like kind of a weird piece of like American history. That, right. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I get that. I, mean, I get my, that. I have the Menendez brothers. Um, basketball yeah, card yeah, that Tony bought for me. It's yeah. just and a I, weird. I love it. Yeah, it doesn't give me the same feeling. No. I'm like, I love, and I do this all the time. I look at it. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, am I? Can I tell from That's looking it. at their faces, like what is going? Would if I have you known? Had met them, if I had met would them, would you I have, have picked known? up on a creepy vibe? I think it's the same know. thing with the like people. Probably they'll read it and be like, this a man, the man that wrote this did. All of that, yeah, and right. this just sounds like a normal. normal it's like person. it's almost just. Yeah. I think, yeah, like that doesn't bother me, but pe like I think the thing that drives me the craziest is seeing people wear like fucking shirts and yeah, shit. Yeah, I think it's yeah, like, so, I think it's so like, weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I don't love Definitely. that. Definitely, that's, I really that's don't the love major that. line for and me. Yeah, and then me. when I hear some people, and I've heard people like that we know say this, like in a group of mixed people, like that. Um, uh, oh my god, I don't know. All I can think of is Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is John so hot. John Wayne Brady. No, I'm talking Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. The people are like, oh, Ted Bundy was so hot. And I'm like, gross. Dude, do no. you hear people say that? Yes. I, well, you were there when I will no not tell you off air. No fucking way. I'll tell you off air. But oh, yes, someone that to. I know was saying it. In a, in a, and I was like, <gasps> nauseous. Mm, that to me is like, that says something more about you than it says about. Number one, like, for cause remember that? that um documentary they just did about him not too long ago and they must have brought it up at least 10 times in the documentary about how attractive all the women thought him he looks like shit i don't get why people think he there's something hot. um dead behind his eyes yes and definitely it gives you a like unsafe vibe yeah he he to me you know like the, the, there's a type that is fooled by a charmer mm -hmm. of that level mm -hmm. and there's a type that right away in your stomach is like ugh, 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 mm -hmm. like quick get me away i know about those things you do know about oh. those things <laughs> you do know about those things but you know what sometimes we all don't see it right away no, but to the level of tev i mean a lots of women no no victim blaming but I after like, he's already been like arrested, and you know that this he's like on trial, and women yeah. are still like, no, he's great. Like that's well, like Anne Rule who wrote the book about him, how she was like, he's my work friend, and he seems so nice. And then when it was coming out, and she's like, well, that sounds like Ted's car, but I can't be Ted, like because he was just such a kind person at work. Yeah, yeah. Which so is that, like what you have to do if you want to keep your job. It's yeah. like, you know when you right. think about it, it's like okay, and I you know, know, I know. And then I like I don't this trust new anybody. thing that's going around TikTok too, um, and it's going around where if you meet someone that you find attractive, but they give you quotes uh, butterflies, that's not necessarily good. That means you're picking up on something. Mm. That's like that's an alarm bell for you. Like you can get be with someone who like gives you like you know like. 
Oh man, I know. Do you know mm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there's like there's a fine line there too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they exciting and thrilling, or is my body telling me mm-hmm. there's They're something scary fucking and wrong dangerous. with them? <laughs> I'm specifically thinking about a guy in high school that was not so nice. Cute guy. I mean, I was probably on and off with Mike during that point, so there was never going to be anything going on. But he gave me such an uncomfortable, mm-hmm. butterfly kind of like on edge feeling with him when, mm-hmm. in, a, in a group setting around mm-hmm. him. Like I was never one on one with him, but in a group setting, such a a feeling of like, ugh, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That um, if you guys hear stuff, I just want to let you know that we're at my restaurant and people are doing their side work. So <laughs> you might hear some little little things that show up in the podcast but sorry tough tits as I like to say yeah. um that that sin signals and yeah now I know and that guy did turn out to be a creep and when you're young yeah. like and you're like oh my god I just can't be like I can't handle myself right. you you might automatically assume it's because they're so hot like, right they're so hot and I'm so nerdy I'm like can't be around right. them nah like, no. dude get it, the fuck away from yeah, me exactly turn around and run yeah Yes, I always taught my kids, trust your gut. I mm-hmm. tell Lily all the time, someone gives you weird things, oh, you think maybe you should get out of there, you think maybe this isn't a safe situation, trust yourself. Sometimes That's you don't exactly get a second what chance. I my kids. Yeah. And I, I tell them, too, I'm like, I don't care if everyone loves them. I don't care if everyone thinks they're the best person in the world. If your gut tells you that there's something off, then you they are mm-hmm. off. Then there's something off. Elise, we never got to hear from you what the thing is that you didn't love. Yes, we went down a rabbit hole. Oh, God. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to try to say this without doing hard spoilers for everybody, but mm-hmm. I this distinctly pissed me off so hard mm-hmm. that I the moment I read it, I was like, I can't wait to talk about that. Okay, so now towards the this is towards the end, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try not to. But, um, you know, she's going through that the rooms yes. that Chrissy's showing her. Right. Yes. And how many times have we just talked about how wonderful Grady Hendrix is at mm-hmm. describing things, especially the gore and this and that. Mm-hmm. So they go through all those rooms, and then I don't know if you remember, but they get to Heather's room. Uh-huh. And all he fucking has to say, or all he's, I, and I straight I, up was like, this just feels lazy, dude. dude this is, totally. He was trying to play it off as like, it's just so much more horrible than, than we could have ever it. imagined. And he's like... And then just leave. I, mean, I, I literally stopped and, and was like, what the hell? I looked back to see if I missed something. Yes. I was like, you're telling me that this guy who describes things so disgustingly and so well detailed mm-hmm. is just going to be like, no, you can't even imagine. Moving on. I know. I, wait, like, let, let me just, I need to back up to that too because I found that whole part, that yeah. whole segment, uh-huh. to be my least favorite of the book. See, I have a major like on that segment. That I liked made the book. It, for it me. had a dream quality, and it was like, oh, we're in Crazy Town now. I mean, I liked the part what was happening in the house, what happens between Chrissy and the other people that are mm-hmm. there. I like that. But when they're touring the back part, uh-huh. I did not like that because I felt it didn't do a good enough job to remind us who each person was that they were like oh, talking yeah. about because yeah. I was like what so remind me is Heather the Heather dream, was the dream you, she killer? would be like Freddy yeah. Krueger's killer right. yeah basically. okay and she was the one that was kind of like a no drug description addict. yeah and it yeah. also kind of like I made kind it be wanted. like oh well Heather was right then when she says I've dealt with stuff you can never, never imagine. imagine was like okay it, you it have was so much something. worse than Heather said it was something like that and I'm like and yeah she was like oh and the real dream king is still out there. Yeah. He wasn't. It, it was the most was like, sloppy, oh, lazy uh, ass. Very I, lazy. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And then it. I was like, okay, so are we supposed to believe that there is a supernatural element 
to that you're not going to talk about yeah case when there wasn't to anything else in this book this book has no supernatural exactly features, but now this random one dropped in and they don't even talk about that the supernatural aspect of it until no. like freaking the end of the book yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense and but she like even has like a preamble now before i open this door you're gonna get really upset or whatever yeah. it was as if he was trying to play like the biggest prank on everyone to, yeah. to like do that build yeah. up and then be like it was just I can't even it's describe too it. terrible. Right. Like, oh. hmm. I agree with you on yeah, that. I but like I will say, like, the I he kind of got weird and metaphysical there with the whole when Chrissy was doing her crazy talk, but I I kind of like connected with that because she was talking. Of, I mean, we always want to, like you were saying earlier, Tanil, like, why would a why is why would someone do this? Why mm-hmm. would someone kill so violently and so often? And how, like, how how is it in any of us? And they came up with that weird, like, w- the women and creation and mm-hmm. men and destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I don't think everything's so black and white in, as that, but there I definitely identify with the polarity of yeah. good, yes. not necessarily evil, but just like dark, dark. and light. Yeah. And the like there must be the darkness the dichotomy yeah exactly yeah. it mm-hmm. just has to exist it's yeah. kind of like that have you guys ever seen cabin in the woods yes, yes. top five movies yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's but I, another thing that i kind of found similar this book and cabin in the woods is they they nod to all these classic horror things right. so well mm-hmm. that it's like you, you i don't know they don't they don't I, I don't know they just do a great job of nodding it and yeah. and it's believable and great and i loved it but Another I thought thing, that was really cool. It reminded me of when you're going through Chrissy's crazy museum. Is it? I don't know why, but it put me in the mind of that movie um, with Jennifer Lopez, The Cell. Oh yeah, with Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I love and that I'm movie. Like, That's me a too. And I'm like, movie. it is. I'm like, dang, I want to rewatch that movie yeah. because. Yeah. Especially because it came out so long ago, and I really literally saw it in the theaters once, Me too. and I never saw it Me again. Too. And I really want to see it, it again. I think it holds up because it's so. I think I might have even saw it in the theater with you. You probably I think we, we did. probably did. Um, but yes, that kind of made me think of that too. For just the way it was, like each room was its own theme and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and it just made me want to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Well, a lot of of the um, critical reception of this was that. Mostly positive, right? Mostly all the things that mm-hmm. we're saying. USA Today gave the novel three out of four stars, writing that it's a thin and bloody line that separates horror fun from the truly horrific, and Grady has a lot of fun walking it. Um, he writes his final girls as a, triumph- a triumphant conclusion that rarely afforded survivors in real life. Yes. Um, the AV Club praised the novel's tension. They felt that it, the wicked pleasure of Hendrick's book comes from just how effectively he sets up life or death stakes of Lynette's situation and how clearly outmatched her and the other women seem to be. And that's the part. I know that this is like a symbolism for, for more, right? Mm-hmm. So like the big bads that we truly have that live in our world today are actually so much worse and yeah. so much scarier yeah. than the slasher movie big bads of the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. right? So what happens at the end of this book, which we won't reveal, is just showing you like how powerful the bads of today are yes and the and the mechanics that they have to um and he even says something about it yeah as far as like you know oh those guys only had this you know what i mean like yeah yeah he definitely says it it definitely changed everything once you got to camp red lake and realized what they were up against Mm -hmm. there were a few like things that were like 
obviously a little bit not as believable. Certain cabins had had like oh, all dude. of a sudden it was like reinforced cabins. And how about that. how many times did she how did she just barely make it through a door before <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they got her? Yeah. Like at least four. At I least know. four. There was a few things like that, but then I'm like, ah, you, know, the like, movies, you know what you're reading. They do that. Four, yeah. You know what you're mm-hmm. reading. But it, it did tell you like, oh, the things that we're scared of. Mm-hmm. The, the Freddy Kruegers, the bumps in the night. The, I mean, obviously, a woman just got pulled off a street while she was running. Those things mm-hmm. are scary, too. Hell yeah. Those, those normal slasher bads are also terrible. Right. But the amount of destruction that can be so easily made these days with yeah. little effort yeah. is really what we should be scared mm-hmm. of. That's and there, right. there is a lot of subtext of that going on in this book. And yeah. I appreciated it. And I was like, uh, yeah. 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 It's almost like he shows you that, though, like, the the big bad serial killer that doesn't stop the machine that yes. we were talking about that's mm-hmm. not even human it, that's just a personification for what's really out there that mm-hmm. we're up against that's every it. day mm-hmm. exactly well i have to ask you now how many out of five skulls do you have anything else about the book that you would like to say before? i feel like we man we hit on everything i got every notes? yes all right uh, Tanil, anything else that you would like to, to share today no any I think, other thoughts i think hopes? we did good we we talked about all right know. Um, so, Tanil, start us off. How many skulls do you give this out of five? Man, this is hard because I don't know if you guys do this at all, but sometimes when things are really good, it makes me mad in a way. Like, it's like, this is mm. so good, but also I'm mad because it's so, like, I don't know, maybe it's the tension it gives me mm-hmm. or something that mm-hmm. makes me angry about it. Or I don't know. So, at first, I was getting kind of, there were p- points in it where I was getting mad at this book, but I'm just like, am I mad at the book? Or is it really affecting me? And that's why it's good. Mm. Oh. So that I struggled with that a little mm-hmm. bit. So, but in a good way, but also it made me mad, but also in a good way. So that's really hard to say. Mm. So yes, but also no. Okay. So because of that just absolutely uh, gut, you know, visceral type reaction I was having, I'm going to have to give it four and a half skulls. Four and a half Dying? skulls. All right. All right. That's a pretty high rating. It mm-hmm. is. And that I'm surprising myself because like I said, I had I had a gamut of emotions. All right. At least how many skulls out of five would you give it? I was, def- it's at least four out of five. I'm, I, was, I was thinking four out of five. Four out of five skulls. Um, but that, if I knew halves existed, I probably would immediately pick You can four. throw a half in there. I might just throw the half in there, damn give it. it. Whatever. Four because skulls. actually you're making me realize there were so many parts during that that reading that that not only was I tense because of the physical what was going on in the book, mm-hmm. but there is just that undertone of like the, what what we're really up against. And there was like it was it was very much about how the you know victims aren't really talked about a lot, and we mm-hmm. they glor- the serial killers are glorified. And um, I think that he said a lot about women. Yeah. And, and there's so being, much victim yes. blaming, too, yes. out in the world. Oh, my gosh. It's and that, I feel like this dealt with that, too. I think it he did. said You're a right. lot about, right like, women feeling like there is just everything up against them every 100%. freaking day. Every and, freaking and, day. And, and, and the way it was done where it's like – but. In this book, you see it. It's a it's a giant killer coming mm-hmm. at you, and they won't stop it, and, until you're dead. They won't stop. Yes, because how much had um, Lynette Tarkington prepared? Mm-hmm. She had her life dialed in. That's it. That it would have been so difficult for someone to penetrate her life, and still, and still, and still, mm-hmm. just and like us. On the just other like side us. of that, she had to live her life having to watch out for it mm-hmm. because she knew she knew deep down like this is what it's really like yeah. and so she had to live her life mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. um, and one one more thing uh too before i give my skull one thing i did i think i i didn't like 
but that just because I didn't like it doesn't mean it's not true, um, is the infighting among the women of, well, you're not really a final girl because of this. Like, it's like, not yeah. only are, not only do we have to be against the whole world who's oh, against each us. each other. Yeah. Now we're against each other because we're making each other prove, well, you're not a real final girl because mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah. Well, you did this and this happened. And it's like, we can't get our shit together as women That's right. to get our sh- to fight the exactly. outside forces and we have also the outside yeah. forces coming against yes. us. Yes. Uh-huh. No, that's I totally didn't even think about that and mm-hmm. you're right. I think for me as and I say this from as a Grady Hendrix lover, mm-hmm. I'm still a lover and I still thought this book was good. I'm going to give this a 3.5. For mm-hmm. me because I felt very confused a lot Mm -hmm. and I felt had I started the book with what I usually do which is a character list that I describe each character and then I can look back and look back and look back because it was happening so fast things were happening so fast that I was like by the time we got to Chrissy Mercer I was like who Who? is this person I kind of went back to and then like some of the I had to ask Julia stuff some yeah yeah, yes, I was and like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I think you described it perfectly where it was like, because it was so fast-paced and because there were so many mm-hmm. characters, it was easy to, it, it was just a little unnecessarily chaotic. Yes, mm-hmm. but I also know that they're, he's, that's his tone he's trying to yeah. set. Yeah. So yeah. I give him grace for that. I will say, I'm glad I read it. I will say I recommend it anybody to read it. Yeah. I think it's great, and yeah. I will 100% watch the show. Oh, hell I think yeah. this, this was made to be a TV show. Absolutely. Yeah. This is going to represent so awesomely visually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. And I, I am a visual reader where I do picture everything, mm-hmm. but sometimes that was making my mind have to work so fast because you're picturing, picturing, like because everything is coming Changing. at you so fast. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of it, too. A non-visual reader might have had an easier job with reading this because you're not if you're not picturing every single scene like I do maybe it wouldn't be so um, exhausting and you yeah. need like you were trying to figure out where mm-hmm. you're who you're even picturing yes. at that point yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no for sure for me so um, I'm really glad that we read it and I recommend it to all of our readers you guys recommend it to all of our readers Dear I really do we do and then go read Horror Store that's, I'm, that's yeah. actually my, it's that so one. That's my next book. I can't wait to see that. Not for that the pod, needs for to fun. be made into like a a, a movie. Like, yeah, I, can't that, wait. It's so cool. Um. So now it's time to lift our coffin lid. Mm-hmm. Elise, I know that you are familiar with our coffin lid, and um, before we do that, we have to uh, lift up the lid and say hi. Greek. And now, and now there goes our little bat. He just flew off into the night. Mm-hmm. And hello, Aunt Gert. Aunt, Hi, Gert. Aunt Gert. Aunt Gert waved at us. That's our little skeleton. She's, She's so, so hey, sweet. Gert. Our dearly departed listeners named her Aunt Gert. So um, that's what her name is. I truly love that. That's yeah. precious. Yes. Aunt, precious Aunt Gert. Aunt we don't know if it stands for Gertrude or if she was always a Gert. She's a Gert in the dirt. She's I mean. a Gert, Gert in, in the, the dirt. dirt. <laughs> we love her. Um, so... Y'all need to make a T-shirt. Gert with in the Gert dirt coming out of the coffin. We should. We do. Dude, with a little like shovel bow on her head. Oh, oh Aunt yeah. Gert. We need to. I love it. Yes, mm-hmm. Tamil, you'll get right on that. Because I will. Sneal Hallis, all of our visual. I already see Gert in the dirt. That's it. Um, okay, so Tamil, you want to go first? Sure. So I have a couple coffin lids. Mm. Other than our usual spookiness we get up to i um actually so on september 3rd they had this whole um three dollar movie day mm. and that was in the u.s as well as i found out my and it's in the uk so they were doing like a cinema day and it was everything was three dollars so that day we went to see uh, a movie called the invitation 
I've seen the um, trailers for yes. this, and it I looks I had not even heard of it spooky. before. Um, it is that. definitely. Um, is it the girl from Game of Thrones? Yes. Is in it? Okay. Masander. Yes. Mas- yes. Yeah. So Who from Game of Thrones? Masande. Yeah. Of so, Noth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she's, she's Daenerys's like. Um, Number number like, one, her yeah. What am I trying to say? Her advisor, her yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. And um, she did a really good job. The movie was a retelling, a modern day kind of retelling of Dracula. Um, oh. but the she gets, uh, she does like a twenty three and Me kind of thing, and she finds out she has family in England. Mm. Well, it turns out she's part of a family that's all uh, related to Dracula mm-hmm. and um, their his estate is called the New Carfax Abbey they call it mm. but anyway so it ties into she finds out oh shit I'm related to this family who's taking care of Dracula who Dracula min- Dracula's minions mm. um, so it was really fun the ending I, I won't give away but it was just a little disappoint they mm-hmm. dropped the ball there um, but it, but it definitely was moody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple little fun jump scares in there, and like the sound effects were really creepy. Um, so it was fun. Was it worth three dollars? Hell yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, I would totally see that. It was perfect three dollar movie. Also, it like. sounds in horror movies yeah. are all, like when I people cover their um, eyes when they're like scared. I cover my ears mm-hmm. when I'm watching a scary it's movie. Yeah, I it's get the that. it's the noises, uh-huh. that, like the pop out noises. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. We I, we I, we enjoyed it. We went as a family. So cool. that was fun. So um and then last night was a very big deal for me because my family and I went to go see Ghost play in Tampa. Um, oh, like the, the band. The I band saw. Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. They supposedly put on like a really cool show. It was show. so good. It's so theatrical. Yeah. Um. So, and other the other thing is, is that ghost fans are huge nerds, and I am into that. Like they come with face paint. I love they nerds. come in nun costumes. They come. They, like it is like, amazing. So, there's a whole thing with ghost. There's a storyline. There's characters, like there's little movies on YouTube that you can watch. That he, like um, Tobias Forge is the front man for Ghost, but you never see his face. He plays a character, and so it's basically he put out these little mini movies between albums, so you kind of find out who's the Papa or the kind of the Dark Pope is the character type character, which is creepy in itself that it's called the Papa. He is the Papa. Oh, it's so creepy. He's Papa Emeritus <laughs> Four. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, like, there's a whole storyline there. So, we're all nerds. We're all, like, freaking out together that we're watching Ghosts because I love them so much. Um, so, that was amazing. The, the There were pyrotechnics. There was glitter. There was, like... I love a good show. I don't care. Yeah. I don't even care who's performing. You put on a good show, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And Ghosts get shit because they're, you know, quote, Scooby-Doo metal. But, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I love you them. You dude. They, yeah. Don't they put me. on a good show, and they are making a shitload of money, I'm Dear pretty I sure. I think the are. people that give them shit are also haters. Yeah. They, I think so, too. I think they do get lots of haters. They do they get a do lot get of hater because haters. they have, like, their music is catchy, but yet they have a look or whatever. But I'm like, you know, whatever. You know what? You can like more than one thing. It's amazing. Yeah. Get into it. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that was amazing. But then opening for them was Mastodon. So that was really cool that we got to see them as well. Um, so I had a really, really good time. And my 
son is into ghosts like he and I so we had to like my husband I he's only he's into it sideways because I force him to be pretty mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. but then my daughter she does her own thing she's into different types of music she likes like uh she's a teen you know like her getting into music is like lo-fi and like um a more alternative type mm-hmm. she likes her the band her she mm-hmm. likes just real chill alternative vibe that's mm-hmm. that's isabel mm-hmm. so this is not her thing mm-hmm. but she was into it and she was taking pictures and videos mm-hmm. and was like oh my god this is so awesome i'm like Aww. i know so fun but, for the whole family i know i force that i force all my Aww, stuff on them <laughs> sounds like you knew what they needed they did so it was really cool because my daughter's getting ready to go into the coast guard um at the end of september so this is us doing things and bonding and just having fun doing stuff together uh, before she goes. Um, but that was really amazing. And I was just so uh, geeked out to see mm-hmm. ghosts because I wanted to see them forever. It was amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds really fun. I'll post some pics in yes. our. Post it onto it, the. Yeah. Um, on our uh, uh, Instagram. So. Yes. Um, what about you, Elise? What, what's lifting your coffin lid? So actually this week. A, a little lift that happened. So, have you guys ever seen the movie Quarantine? It's a found footage movie. No, I don't. I think believe I have seen when I looked it up. So basically, Tony had just gotten home, and um, it had like I forget how we were even talking about it, but it used to be one of my favorite movies. It's a found footage zombie movie. Yeah. Okay, I don't um, know this movie. Does it have Dexter Sister? I was in gonna it? say okay. uh, Deborah Morgan is in it. Yeah, Deborah She's Morgan. She's actually I and. If you know me and we've ever talked about Dexter, you know I cannot fucking stream. I her. hate her so too. much. It is like she's why just I stopped watching too Dexter. Much, I could not man. take her. Like I understand what they're going for, but if you just dropped uh, it two notches, yes. it would be fine. I, I would totally like, be listen, on board. I felt like yes, that's how I felt like her because she always talked like everything she it's does. Ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. Oh. It's not even like believable. It's, it's, it's she's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Me and me and Marielle tried to start Dexter as like our new show we were gonna watch it together we were gonna mm-hmm. start it in Gainesville like five years ago we're like okay we're gonna watch Dexter. oh I remember that yeah. yeah or like four years ago yeah I'm like we're gonna watch Dexter it's gonna be our thing and we'll talk about it and mm-hmm. her and I got three episodes in and I was like it's her si- the I cannot take bullshit. this sister I cannot take it her. sucks too and to think that they were together as boyfriend and girlfriend in real life well the thing is have you like, seen the I end of the say, show no, I've never no. seen the end it's hard for me. I only watched three episodes. We'll talk later okay, about because that. Because I've seen, like, the first three seasons. Like, this, when I stopped watching Dexter was the season right before John Lithgow. Because I know that's one of the best seasons, uh, that, but I've never seen that everyone one. Everyone says say. that, but I don't, like, to me it was even before that it stopped. Like, is what, I think the first two seasons were the best. Yeah. The John Lithgow one was, like, pretty cool, but it did, it wasn't, like, such a big standout to me. Like, it, okay. I think it was just because of him. I think people were just so Excited stoked on him and him. his character. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. to me it was more about, like, how interested I was in the whole plot. And by far, the seasons that came before, I thought, were, like, yeah. way more tense and like, action-packed. I mean, I love the Ice Truck Killer oh, and that dude. whole thing. Oh, dude. Ice Truck so, Killer was so awesome. So, if you awesome. can revisit mm-hmm. at a later date, Sarah, you have to power through Deb because she gets the wind knocked out of her sails and she calms down some. Mm-hmm. So, you she, she, she becomes less of a focus later on. So, you're like, okay, well, fine on that. So, you kind of just... Yeah, some of her lines, you get man. Over, yeah. I wish I could think of some of like the ridiculous lines. They it was give like her. honestly, we got three episodes in, and it's both of bad. us were like, I'm I glad don't I'm not think the only one. And also, you forget how those beginning 
episodes, like how long ago, how, what they were shot like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, the lighting is terrible. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like not good. You're right. But You're I right. love like the character Dokes in that. I think that's his name. The surprise, black... motherfucker. Yeah, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> it's the best. It is so good. And he is the only fucking person in that whole series who, who looks at Dexter and says, You're a piece of shit. I don't know yeah. why, but I don't like you. You're creepy and I hate you. And he's the only one who picks up it's on It's like that. the biggest wow. joke of the show. Yeah. He, he's, everyone... in a, he's in a like an office full of cops. Yeah. No one can like figure no, it except out. Except him. And he's like, I hate you. And there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And like, Dokes just has intuition yeah he does he yeah. knows he's bad so yeah if you can power through but yeah basically all like that we went down that rabbit hole just yeah. to say that um the, she's in it mm-hmm. yeah, and she actually is fantastic in that role because she like i've i feel scared watching how scared she is in this mm. but all, i don't know i feel like found footage movies are are like people either love them or hate them. They scare me. I like them. I, I think they, they scare like the them. shit out of me. Yeah. They feel way more real. To I mean, me. it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of them has scared me as much as Blair Witch. Yeah, that scared me when it came out. Man, I sh- I need to rewatch that one too. We saw that in the theater together, we did. We and saw I it together. thought it was. The Paranormal Activity Hell movies yeah. scare Love the crap movie. out yeah. of me, dude. Tony doesn't think they're scary. I like it oh, because I think they're very they scare scary. the shit out of me. Yeah, and and I watched it with my son, and I'm and we were like, I love watching. Like, I just think it was cool that. They're just very normal, and it's a modern house. And yes, like, I just like that. It whole makes aspect. it so, yeah. it's so transferable because mm-hmm. when that movie shuts off mm-hmm. and you're home by yourself later that night, I, that's like one of the scaredest I've ever yeah. been by myself is oh, after yeah. watching some of those movies and being home alone at night. Yeah, definitely. Just like waiting for something to because I've seen it a million times in the movie. Something like opening something just. I mean, it's scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And it gets mo- like it gets malicious. It's not just like oh, poltergeist stuff. It's yeah. like no, this thing is evil. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, but anyway, I'm a that fan. I rewatched. It was just one of those things. I in as, in high school, we like I loved that movie. And I, that would um, be a good thing to visit. You guys should watch it. Yeah. To the the ending. I will admit the ending is like a little lackluster. But the the buildup is really what that movie is all about right, anyway, sure. and the buildup was good. I mean, good. so many horror movies. It's yeah, sure. it's all about the buildup. Yeah. That's so cool. we, I rewatched that like for the first time in years. That I think that movie's like fourteen years old now. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, wow. But I rewatched it for the first time in a while, and I made him watch it. And he there was some good like I think he enjoyed it, and he just didn't like the ending, which is whatever. Yeah, but, you know, right? Yeah. Which is normal. Yeah. So mine, uh, I have two coffin lids tonight. The first one is that they're, they just dropped the trailer for Wendell and Wild, which is the latest stop-motion animated adventure from Coraline and the Nightmare Before Christmas director Henry Selleck. Oh, that's um, fun. It focuses on the movie's era horror aspects above everything else, and the movie, which lands on on Netflix on October 28th, so oh, cool. Halloween weekend. Yeah. Um, Stars longtime comedy partners Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele as the title character. Oh my God, oh, yes. Um, with Peele as co producer of the film. Um, and as Polygon learned during the set visit earlier this year, producing the movie brought Peele some anxiety since he and Selleck were pitching it to studios around the time of Peele's directorial debut for Get Out being released. Oh, so okay. nobody knew yet cool. that what like, he was capable mm-hmm. of. And, Pe- and Peele thought Get Out might flop and then torpedo Wendell and Wilde entirely. So um, it looks amazing, and it is the first of this creepy stop-motion, um, like, ch- basically children's movie featuring a black cast and uh-huh. a black lead. Nice. So I have, to, I have not seen anything about this. Well, it just came out yesterday, just dropped oh, the thing. Oh, hell yeah. 
Um, so the the little girl that's the main character, um, her name is Cat, and that's played by Lyric Ross. Um, which I'm wondering if she's part of the Ross, like the Diana Ross family, because they have a bunch of those kids that are now doing stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering if she's part of that. Interesting. Um, she's an angry orphan who's being released from the juvenile justice system into a Catholic school in her old hometown and two demon brothers wendell and wild discover that she's a hell maiden who can summon the demons to the mortal realm and they hatch a scheme to get her to help them escape from the tiny hell prison they live in (laughs) built atop the giant rotund stomach of a 300 foot tall demon named buffalo belzer who is played by Bing Rames. Oh, that's All right, let's do it. Angela Bassett, James Hong, and Natalie Martinez co-star. Love Angela Bassett. Cool, yeah. So, um, like Selleck's other projects, including the live-action stop-motion hybrids, James the Giant Peach, and Monkey Bone, Wendell and Wild will also have a comic side, but it's macabre, eerie kind of comedy. Um, In recent interview about the upcoming film, Selleck told Polygon that while the film has horror elements, he does not consider it primarily a horror movie. A few things I don't want to do. I don't want to do strong horror, he says. I hate slasher films. I hate realistic horror, but I do like scary stuff, and this movie can be pretty damn scary. So he sounds like he's like kind of, he doesn't like gore. Yeah. You know, which is, makes total sense. That's okay, yeah. Yeah. line is scary as hell. Yeah. I know. I took my kids to see it when they were little. Yeah, and I'm like, should they be seeing it? I I heard people were, their kids were upset, but you know, they're my kids and they're used to the yeah yeah the creepy and they loved it but it was scary uh, it's creepy yeah 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 it's good and my other thing that happened that i have to lift the coffin lid on is a padlocked vampire grave was found in poland (gasps) with a sickle with a sickle over its neck archaeologists from the toron nicholas copernicus university have found a grave from the 18th century containing a female vampire buried with a sickle cell over the neck to prevent her ascension with to vampirism. The concept of blood-sucking spirit or demon-consuming human flesh has been told in mythology and folktales in almost every civilization throughout centuries. One of the earliest vampiric depictions was from the cuneiform texts by the Akkadians, Sumerians, Assyrians, and Babylonians, where they referred to demonic figures as the Lilu and the Lilitu. During the late 17th and 18th century, the folklore for vampires, as we imagine them, became more rampant in the verbal verbal traditions and the lore of many European ethnic um, cultures, and they were described as having the revenants of evil beings, suicide victims, witches, corpses possessed by malevolent spirit, or the victim of a vampire attack. So during the 18th century, vampire sightings across Europe had reached its peak with frequent exhumations and the practice of staking to kill potential revenants. So, like, they're just digging up people and, and sticking mm-hmm. stakes in them, just like, just in case. Just, yeah. just J- in case. JIC, we don't um, know. During the 18th century, vampire sightings across Eastern Europe. Oh, I already said that. Sorry. This period was commonly referred to as the 18th century vampire controversy, which seems like a pretty like benign name. That's a for really that. weird yeah. name for yeah, that. That is the con. It was just controversial at it the was time, like, you yeah. know. Because <laughs> their their version of satanic panic, except for vampires. Vampires, yeah. Archaeologists found the burial near, and I'm gonna say, Bidgosh. It's B Y D G O S C S Z C Z. Bidgosh, okay. maybe, mm-hmm. in northern Poland. An anthropological study revealed that she had protruding front teeth, suggesting that her appearance may have led to superstitious locals in the 17th century to brand her a witch or a vampire. In fear of her ascension, the sickle was placed around her neck while a padlock was tied to the toe of her left foot. Referring to the sickle, this professor, Polinski, 
from the Nicholas Copernicus University explained that the position would have decapitated the individual should they try to rise from the grave. (laughs) Despite the morbid nature of the grave, the woman was buried with a silk cap on her head, which was a luxury commodity in the 17th century, suggesting that the deceased held a high social status. Previous burials have been found in Poland showing anti-vampiric customs such as several skeletons with severed heads, unearthed in Krakow, or a burial in Kami Pomorowski, which had a brick forced into their mouth. However, this is the first example in Poland where a sickle has been positioned to prevent ascension to vampirism. Mm. So this um, article um, appeared in um, in the Archaeology News of the Heritage Daily, and it was written by, let me not screw this up because I want to give them credit. Well, it doesn't say who wrote the article, but it does say that the photographer and the header image was Miroslav Blicharski. So I don't think they, I think this is like a, basically like they just had someone write it for the paper, but they didn't give them credit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, very interesting. There's a ton of articles out here on it. There's a ton of pictures of it. It's, I it was, yeah, I, was I like, saw Whoa. some circulating yesterday. Yeah, that's awesome. I, mean, I love a spooky dookie. So, like do you that. think it's like evil spirits, or do you think it's like this woman can read and do math? She is evil. This woman can read and do math and maybe has a facial deformity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But it's still fun to think about. I know. Poor lady. Know. She's Poor probably lady. like, dude, like, I just have I'm buck just teeth. Living, yeah, I'm yeah. just living life. Okay, dude, I'm just good at math that's and right. I have buck teeth. That's right. Um. Oh. Oh, you did yours. Okay, so that was all of our coffin lids. Okay, Aunt Gert, it's time to tuck you back in. Good night, pumpkin. Lay we down, love you. Let's pull up. You know what? She's got to pull up her little quilt. But her She's little, put her little silk cap on. Little That's silk right. cap is on, and her little quilt, and her quilt is, like, embroidered with little, like, vampire fangs and little bats. So, she, you know, she's an aunt. She she makes quilts, she but does. it's a spooky mm-hmm. quilt, mm-hmm. you know? It's spooky. We love her. We, she's precious. We got to bring her bat back in. And Good night, lady. Shut the lid. All right, so as we know, dear departed listeners, darkness lovers, um, there is a lot of long, dark nights of our soul these days. We all know about it. Some days it's hard to put one foot up in front of the other. And now we have to think about what are we doing to get us through these long, dark nights. Mm-hmm. So we'll go in the same order. Tanil, what are you doing to get us through the long, dark nights? So right now I'm... I, I've come, I'm coming out of a period where it had been difficult to put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's easy to come home and just, like, disassociate on your phone and just, you know, that sort of thing. So I have been trying to make an effort, which is getting easier each time I do it, to do things for myself that seem like, yeah, uh, no-brainer, everyone does this kind of things. But for sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to do. So I've been trying to make sure I'm prepping my lunch. I'm making sure I'm taking care of myself. I'm making sure that I have what I need um, because so often we put the needs of others before ourselves, and I still do that, but I'm also including myself in the mix. Yeah. So I'm important. showing up for myself, and I'm doing things like, you know, um, it might be hard to do, but I'm stepping out of my comfort zone to do them, and I'm doing it for myself. So I could give examples of that, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how to make it not sound a little like, you know, these are not great accomplishments, but they are for me. They are for you. And so I'm making an effort. I'm doing the hard things, and I'm doing it for myself. 
Good for you. Yeah. That's wonderful. Applause to that. Thank you. And that will get you through the long dark night. It, it makes will. you feel a little better each day. That's right. Just getting that stuff. Yeah. Stay on, stay on top of it. Yes. All right. What about you, Elise? What's getting you through the long dark night? Well, I would have to say literally anything to do with House of the Dragon. It's I just, know you're excited it's about that. Just all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's I, so a nice to escape into that dude, fantasy. I like so if you know me, you know I'm like massively obsessed with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Massively obsessed with anything dragons. And so what is happening right now on HBO is like a second awakening yes. for me. So yes. I basically have just like I'm just obsessing over that. Nice. I downloaded um this is really freaking nerdy, but I downloaded Duolingo. I think, Sarah, you're the one that told me about <laughs> oh, this, yeah, actually. Thank great. you very much. Uh, Duolingo is a really cool app, and it uh, they are not paying for me to say this also, but right. they should. Um, they are offering High Valyrian, and yeah. so that I've just been casually amazing. learning yeah. that. Yeah. And um, it's fun, mm-hmm. and, like, who cares if I don't do great at it because right. no one's going to speak that but me. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ba- that's I, Fire and Blood, rereading that, which the show is based off of. So literally just, just enjoying throwing those myself Getting into all that. Into yeah, it. baby. Yeah, that's Can't exciting. get enough. Can't get enough. Well, I have to say I do my best associating when working on my Halloween calendar. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm in there like, what what new spooky things have been added to our area or moving mm-hmm. things around? Mm-hmm. Trying to get the people in my life as excited to participate in these things as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're getting we're going to be going to Illinois in October. Um, I have not been to the farm uh, in it'll be uh, almost two years, and so we're having a weenie roast at my family's farm and. I think all of my cousins, all of my mom's sisters will be there. And then my, um, I don't think my two older kids, but my husband and I and our son, Jack, our youngest will be there. And I am like literally planning that trip, like mm-hmm. just thinking about it, planning it. And then um, I'm also been thinking and planning another trip because my hubby surprised me with tickets to Modest Mouse in New Orleans. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. To hear them perform the entire Lonesome Crowded West album. Oh, dude, that rules. Oh, I cannot wait. And we're just going over there, just the two of us. We just, he just got them today. And so oh now we're, God, yeah, we're so going to cool. go in December. It's like, well, our anniversary is in November. And then for like three years per anniversary, we didn't really get to do anything. We did, we did go to Chicago last year, but our 20th anniversary, we didn't get to do anything big. Like we had wanted to go to Europe because it was in the top of the lockdown. Yeah. So we yeah. didn't, so we're like, it's, and our anniversary is coming up again, and um, I'm super psyched. He booked a, a tattoo appointment, and that was when they had available, and it happens to be our anniversary. So we also can't really do anything then, you know. So we're happy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so which I'm psyched. I'm I'm yeah. fine with it, but it's like, oh man, that's our anniversary. But that's okay because we're gonna take our anniversary and we're gonna celebrate it on December fourth in New Orleans, and we've both never been to New Orleans. So oh, that's going to be so yeah. much fun. I so can't wait to see I'm really pictures. excited. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. Awesome. I cannot wait. So those are what's getting me through the long talk right now. He kept saying, I want to tell you something, but I kind of like don't want to tell you. And I was like, just tell me. Oh, like, yeah. You, once you about. say some shit like yeah. that, like just say it, dude. Yeah. Just it's like, tell me. I, it, I have anxiety too right? much for it's that. It's totally know, right? fine that we're flying an hour to New Orleans. I'll do that. That's completely different than you're telling me like we have to fly to L.A. or something. Sure. I'm like, New Orleans, that's right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's no big It'll deal. Just it's fine. Yeah. I will not think about the fact that we're over water almost the whole time. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Like, can we just fly along the coast? But, you know, I'm not going to. You'll, you'll be okay. Let's not yeah. think about it too much. No. Let's not think about it too no, much. No, it's just an hour. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, our gals. So you guys know where you Ghouls. can find us. 
And then we're going to have Elise tell us where you, where, she, where you can find her. But you can find us on our Instagram at Darkest Loves Us yes. pod. Yes. Our Gmail, if you want to send us scary story, book recommendation, movie recommendation, tell us something annoying that your aunt did that's not Aunt Gert. Tell us something that's getting you through the long, dark night. Yeah. You know, tell us something that's raising your coffin lid. Um, you can email us at darknesslovesuspod at gmail.com. I always like to include the dot com because I am 40 years old. Yes. It's important. Um, it is important. I'm actually not 40 years old, but I will say that. We will. If they don't include the dot com, it won't send. It will not send. Yeah. Um, you can find us on our Patreon. We are developing some stuff for that right now. And... Where else? E- email us for a sticker. We'll mail you one. Yeah. If you just send us our e- – you can DM us your address or just e- g- uh, Gmail it. Mm-hmm. Can we dot say com. that? Gmail it. Gmail.com it. Gmail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we will send you a sticker. Yes. Um, uh, Elise, tell us where people can find you. Um, well, I also have an Instagram. It's Hydra Hammer, H-Y-D-R-A-H-A-M-M-E-R. Um, and that's pretty – I pretty much post – like mostly chain mail and some personal stuff thrown in there. I kind of blend them together, mm-hmm. but it's mostly a lot of my chain mail. And um, look, look at Elise downplaying it. She's an incredible chain mail artist. I mean, oh, so uh, impressive, right? Yeah, I, beautiful jewelry. There are jewelry. so many of us out there, and there's so many talented. Well, you're the only people. one I know. Well, I love, <laughs> I, and I love you for that. <laughs> but it's it, it's it gives me a lot of joy. So I sure as shit ain't gonna stop doing it anytime soon. But it's. My Instagram has all that on there if you want to yeah. check it out. I have a website. The link is in the bio of that Instagram, but it's hydrahammerarmory.com, A-R-M-O-R-Y. And don't forget the dot com because that's mm-hmm. important. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and you, you can email me there if you ever want customs done yeah. of things I don't have on my website. And I think you have a couple of markets coming up so people can keep their eye out for your markets. I, yes. I, well, I just did one um, that happened in Tampa. So that one's done now. And then the next one I have coming up is uh, a little pop-up mm-hmm. at this super cool bar um, over on the other coast of Florida, uh, it's called in Melbourne, Florida. Mm-hmm. Kind of, nice. um, yeah. It, it's it's a really cute area, it and um, the bar is called Traditionals Cuts, Shaves, and Brews because there's also a barber shop there. Oh, that's cool. cool. Anyway, um, the, it's a really cute spot, and that's September sixteenth. And then you have a booth coming up at Indie Flea eventually? We're, that's in the works, in the works? hopefully. Oh, yes, because, sorry. Oh, ooh, hate to reveal ooh, something early. Secrets. Mm-hmm. No, I, um, ho- I'm hoping to do something there with a friend, mm-hmm. um, but I have to talk to her a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, nice. But, yeah, that'd be so awesome. And, and we're going to be doing a giveaway. We are. In, in, in relation to Elise, um, watch our Instagram and watch Elise's Instagram and for all the details and the instructions, but you can win one of Elise's beautiful pieces and I'm not just like trying to flatter you every single day I have one of your pieces on oh, I always have my bracelets I know, stacked I rocking my, them right now I mean, yeah. always I, I, they don't come off um, uh, do you like the nose. length of that by the way because I can yes I like a Lucy okay okay I like, a Lucy. I like to have a Lucy and a tidy as well mm-hmm. yeah I got <laughs> on, a Lucy on my and wrist a tidy and, and that's I wore what I got. my bracelet from you to ghost last night by the way so. <gasps> yay yes. you guys make me and so then happy. I had earrings on I always I 
I know that um, Elisa's stuff is very enchanted because when I put it on, I feel like I'm putting on my armor. I feel very protected oh. by these earrings. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of compliments, and I love compliments. So people always <laughs> be like, Who, those are lo- nice earrings. And I say, oh, my friend makes them. I yeah. truly You should go to her Instagram. Put, I feel like it's such a cool art because you're you're literally weaving something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just, to me, it always went so hand in hand with like weaving an intention into yes, something. And I feel it. I, yeah. I, I Man, Honestly, people will tell me that here and there that they like felt something when they opened the box mm-hmm. or put it on, yeah. and it bring it could it brings tears to my eyes. Yes. It's really like why I wanted to do it. Yeah. I just Honestly, wanted to it blend has been those things. So fun and such a like joy to watch you develop and grow this business it's been very special because we were with you in the beginning we met you before like you were learning to weave but you hadn't started like your business Mm -hmm. and to watch it like flourish and start to take off I'm just so proud of you and we're so thankful that you came on our show I couldn't have done it without people like you guys that were like pushing me the whole way I love you guys so much we love you too and thank you for coming on this show Mm -hmm. it was so fun this was awesome did you guys have a good time oh yeah this was great before we close out Tanil, do you want to tell um, our dear departed listeners what our next Next four titles are to get kind of people ramped up. Um, I have them yes. here if you, if you don't have them. Yes. So um, coming up, just so you can prepare yourself for some things, if you want to do um, talk, you want to watch uh, and li- and read before we do the podcast. So our next um, coming up podcast we're going to do will be on the movie Slither. Slither. So it has a really good cast. It has Nathan Fillion. It has um, Elizabeth Banks. It's like a tongue-in-cheek. There's some comedy elements. Uh, a nice, creepy horror movie. So we're going to yes. watch that. It's a lot of fun. It's a romp, if you mm-hmm. will. It mm-hmm. is a romp. And then we're going to watch, or, or pardon, we're going to read or listen to mm-hmm. Salem's Lot by Stephen King. This is a special book for us. It is a special book because this is the book that Sarah and I decided we were going to start a book club. And we were going to read Salem's Lot. And the only people who would come to our book club is me and Sarah. And so, <laughs> and that's time, all you need. That's right? all we needed. And then that slowly just kind of like, even if we weren't hanging out a lot or whatever, we always like, are you reading anything? What do you, what do you, you know, yeah. we would always talk about that. And so that was our first kind of like, we're reading this and we're doing it. Well, we never finished it, but we're going to finish it now. We're going to finish it this time. That's right. And honestly, that, this is how long ago that was. That was before podcasts existed. Oh my that's God. right. That's right. Yeah. That was, it. you know, how long ago that was, Sunil? That was when Starbucks would stay open till midnight. I know. Now Starbucks, Whoa. Yeah. Wait Hell a minute. Yeah. There used to be a Starbucks right across the street here, and it stayed open till midnight. It and Sunil and I would be in there till we midnight. We would meet, and we'd have coffee, and we would just like talk about everything and nothing and books mm-hmm. and everything. Yes. Damn. Now you can't find a place that stays open. Oh, I've never seen no. a Starbucks open no. past nine. Yeah. We used to get. We used Damn. to get real freaky in that Starbucks. That's right. Yeah, I bet that was a whole scene. It was. it was. It definitely was. So following Salem's Lot, we're going to watch the movie, which is um, available for streaming, but is also being re-released in theaters, um, Trick or Treat um, mm-hmm. from 2007. Freaking yeah. I've never seen it. I Dude, seen I hadn't it. seen it until like three years ago. I was like, I'm going to watch this. It's fucking awesome. It's And great. I heard it's a vignette, yeah. which I love a vignette. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like a Little, cat's eye? Uh, yes, yes, kind of I, like that. I love that. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I'm it's excited campy. to see. I love I love, you know, I love. We it. love a camp. We do. Mm-hmm. And then following that is going to be a Kindle read, and it's called The Malediction of Ewan Glass. And it. it is a tale of a battle for a soul. I love so. it. 
I love it. Hey, you guys, we're, we're heading into our spooky season, even though for us it's always spooky season. Yes. But we're heading into our spooky season. So if there's something that you really want us to cover in October, now's the time to hit us with it because we still have about three weeks left of unscheduled material in October. If there's something you really, really think we should cover in October, hit us up. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, and, and thanks for coming, Elise. I had Thank so you. much fun, you guys. Right, Thank you. This, I, yeah. Like the moment you asked me, I was like, Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yay. I've been. I was texting Sarah today, like, I'm so nervous. Aww. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I was like, Girl, you're fine. We're gonna you're hang gonna out. And it it's was a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, dearly departed listeners, we love you too. Thanks for joining us tonight. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.